Welcome to UCYP, where we have uphill conversations with young professionals. Real conversations with bright, forward-thinking YPs. You know, every generation is different than those who've come before. And rather than generalities, we want to hear unique, individual perspectives of the generation that's currently on the rise. We want to elevate the voices, talent, and contributions of YPs in order to build a bridge to connect the past, present, and future generations, helping them to be heard, to be understood, and ultimately, to see them lead. Welcome to another episode of UCYP, Uphill Conversations for Young Professionals. Uh, Really excited to share this episode with you guys. We are interviewing a couple of young professionals who founded, uh, this is actually their second company, um, made some really great decisions, kind of risky, took risks early on, moving from college and even while they were still in college to starting um, starting new ventures. So uh, it's a great it's a great conversation with the founders of Designly, Keith Shields and Joshua Tucker. Yeah, these two guys were, you know, I felt like they were just right on track. And, you know, to see that they were in school um, for engineering and mm-hmm. what they were doing as engineers, you know, and then all of a sudden going, I don't want to do this. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, I mean, I guess that could be like a parent's worst worst nightmare. Yeah. Like when you, you know, like, I mean, I try to imagine what my parents would have done if I was like, so I've been going to school for engineering. Now I'm gonna um, I'm start gonna this company else. and stop going to school. Right. And what was cool about these guys, it's that there were still things that were transferable because mm-hmm. they, you know, they're in this software world and stuff like that. So there's an engineering component, process component, all of that. But they didn't like they didn't fall back or shrink back. You know, they didn't, you know, just say, hey, I'm um, I'm going to just stick with this because I spent four years doing it. They were like, where where do I really belong? And they did that. Secondly, what was cool was it wasn't just what they had in common. It wasn't like some just, hey, this is a great idea. Mm -hmm. They understood that more came along with it. They weren't just going to. Um, to say, well, it should work because right. we both like the same thing. Right. You know, and I don't think that that should be a stereotype placed on anybody. Mm-hmm. But unfortunately, it doesn't matter what your age is. A lot of people do that. It's just mm-hmm. kind of like, oh, it's agreeable. Yeah, cool. Let's do it. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Yeah. Hey. You know, and they they recognize the challenges that would be a part of it. They recognize the work it's going to take. They recognize that they would, they even though they got along, it's not going to be easy. And they still move forward, even through where most people losing a business or stopping that business to then say, what can we now, you know, evolve into this new thing? Mm-hmm. Most people would just quit. They did not. Yeah. And I think one thing that uh, they got right is they had they had this great foundation of a relationship. But I think that they went in very clear, knowing 
what their different roles were and also really going in knowing, hey, I'm going to have to compromise. We're going to really be steering the ship together. So you could even tell in the way that they talked with us, the way that they would pick up where the other one left off, that they really have created this great partnership um, where they're still having fun, though, and they're not, you know, they're holding each other accountable. They're making compromises, but they're they're not being too serious with it either. I think they're still keeping that great element of fun. Yeah, and fun is absolutely necessary. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I think fun can be back baked into your relationship, but I think you what makes fun like really true and real is that you continue to learn to add fun. Mm-hmm. And I think they do both. I think they had fun baked in to what they did, but they know, hey, if we want it to be fun, Let's add fun, <laughs> you know. Um, hey, we have some giveaways that are we going. We do, yeah. So we are um, right now have a little bit of a contest going on on social media. We have a um, Facebook group page for our Uphill Conversations Young Professionals. And we want you to visit that page, join the group. Uh, we're going to be creating some posts. And we want you to like it. And we want you to share that group with your friends and invite them. And if you do those things, you could win one of our very cool UCYP branded Yeti cups. And I love my Yeti cup. Mm-hmm. I can put, I don't care if it's cold or hot, I like it. Like even warm, <laughs> it'll be warm all day. Yeah. Cold all day. Mm-hmm. Hot all day. And you know I love tea. Right. And I will have, I drink tea when it's 98 degrees. <laughs> I still drink tea. And I can put the tea in there and then just get to it. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, you know, I want some tea. Yeah. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, this tastes so good. And it doesn't go away. So I was not a big Yeti fan, to be honest mm-hmm. with you. I thought it was maybe some overpriced thing. Like a fad. Like a fad, yeah. yeah. But I would honestly say that, <laughs> you know, I'm like, it's worth it because if you're a person that, I mean, I like, you know, water, mm-hmm. I like tea, and I like coffee. Like, those mm-hmm. are my major, like, drinks daily. <laughs> and, like, it treats them well. Right. It just, it respects my 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 drink desire. Yeah. And so we're doing this great contest. So when you when you do that, you need to use the hashtag UphillYP. Um, but also, we really would just encourage you to share what we're doing um, with your business contacts, with your colleagues, um, with your friends, regardless of what generation they fall into. We really um, are enjoying these conversations we're having with these young professionals who are having such great impact in the business community and in the community at large. Um, and then also, you can always reach out to us via social media, or you can email us at Megan at UphillConversations.co or Tim at UphillConversations.co. We love to hear ideas about different topics maybe you're interested in. Um, We'd also love to know if you have any suggestions of guests we should have on the show. Um, Please reach out to us. We really want to um, not only be putting out content, but also creating a great community uh, for people who are interested in uh, cross-pollination between these generations. And I'd like to throw one other thing out there. I would love it if people would say, what do they feel are like misunderstood, like what's misunderstood mm-hmm. about young professionals? Yeah. Like I would love their perspective. I would love our listeners, anyone listening, send some things to us that like, you know, hey, I feel like this is misunderstood. Like how you view um, work, how you view engaging older generations, mm-hmm. how, um, how do you get involved with younger generations? Uh, how do you build relationship? Like, just just help us with that because we do believe there's a story to be told, and I don't think it's um, it's out there enough. Mm-hmm. And I would love to help push that out. So, 
Um, without any uh, further delay, let's jump into this interview with our friends from Designly. Welcome to Uphill Conversations, UCYP, where we have great conversations with young professionals. Uh, Today, I'm very excited. Uh, In the studio, we have two guests, um, the founders of Designly. So before we get started, I would love it if you guys could give us your name and tell us a little bit about yourselves. My name's Keith Shields. I'm a partner with Designly, here with Josh today. Uh, we are a custom mobile application and web application development company. Uh, I My role there, I do a lot of sales, business development, uh, crafting solutions around particular problems that we find that software can play a part in. Yeah, and I'm uh, Josh Tucker. I'm also a, par- a partner in Designly, also the COO. Um, yeah, I kind of, you know, Keith does a lot of the sales stuff. I do a lot more of the delivery side, project management, um, working on with the developers on creating the application um, or, or design anything that actually solves the problem. So that's kind of what I do is more of the, the management and operation side of things. Okay, very cool. Well, um, obviously, Designly is the name of the company that you guys have now, but you've had a really cool journey, I think, to get to where you are at this point. So you were pretty young when you started your first venture. So I'm curious, what inspired you guys to take that leap from engineering to entrepreneurship? That's a great question. Yeah, so the the summer of 2012, back in July of 2012, that's when Instagram sold to Facebook for a billion dollars, right? Yeah, those so, guys, right? Those guys, <laughs> yep, yep. And they had no revenue, of course, as we <laughs> yeah. all talk about all the time. Um, but that was kind of our eye-opening, holy cow moments of, you know, there is a lot of value to be had in mm-hmm. the app space. Um, and so both of us had done some web stuff in the past, not a lot on the app front, um, but that was kind of our first um, spark of interest of wanting to get into mobile applications. We also didn't really like mechanical engineering too much. And we're, <laughs> we're trying <laughs> to do anything. You, you know what's yeah. funny is I went to school for that. I mean, that's what I did. Mecha- I was into mechanical engineering. Okay. Awesome. And I worked, I used to build combustion cans and fuel nozzles uh, for GE. And this is back in the early 90s. And dude, I, I just couldn't take it. That's how it was for us. We, uh, we, you know, both of us kind of were doing the same thing. We we're both mm-hmm. doing mechanical engineering. He was at Ohio State University. I was at Alfred University, which is a tiny little school in upstate New York, more like Western New York. Um, and you know, we both called each other up and we're like, "Dude, like, I don't want to get an internship in engineering. I don't want to sit on a CAD program all summer." Mm-hmm. So that's essentially we, we started like, "Let's do our own thing. Why not? Why don't we start our own thing?" Well, how did you guys like? So you said you called him up. Like, where was your connection to begin with? What was the gen- the genesis of your relationship? Yeah, we went to high school together at Syracuse. <laughs> Go way back. Yeah. So, yeah. like, so in high school, yeah. like, in like, were you guys like just acquaintances? Like, were you tight? Like, how did that work? Well, Josh was that weird homeschooled kid. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, it's ooh. Out. <laughs> up until what grade? Seventh, eighth grade, eighth grade. Eighth yeah. Grade. yeah. So that's when was weird I sat at his lunch table when he came and sat alone. Right? I was. <laughs> uh, oh man. <laughs> okay. Something, yeah. something like that. This is all yeah. coming out. I know. <laughs> like the Pokemon. The gloves are off. Right? Pokemon. Yeah. Yeah. Pokemon. Yeah. yeah. Well, you guys are good partners. That's good. You can laugh. Yeah. No, yeah, that's for sure. Yeah. It works. For so then somehow. you, so that's the whole calling up. So you had that relationship. Um, was that, was that good? I mean, was it, um, do you feel like that was an advantage to have known each other before? Like, would you see that you two could have done what you're doing in the same? So say you didn't know each other, ran into each other, met each other. 
or do you feel like it was better that you had the time that you had before, even though you knew you both were going in a direction that you ultimately never ended up in? Like, think about that. Yeah, that's a really good question because, you know, I, I think we work really well together um, and we kind of have a rule like we don't want to do business with friends, right? Because that's, you know, you can really ruin a relationship mm -hmm. that way. But for, for some reason, you know, me and him are you know great friends and it works out. So it's, it's weird. I, I don't know why it works so well, but I think it's because, you know, both of us, we're not, you know, um, we, we don't get like rooted in our ideas too much. We can, you know, talk about things and, you know, come to compromises on on issues right usually one of us gives eventually on something if we one of us feels strongly enough about something um, so that's why i think it works but yeah i think it's been a pretty big benefit having that friendship beforehand and becoming business partners but um i don't know if that's typical i don't think if, if we didn't have that history we probably wouldn't be here today because um normally when you're seeking a co-founder you know without the relationship piece beforehand you're probably looking for a different skill set right mm -hmm. and that might be a, a downside to us being business partners now is because we have the uh, very similar personalities and skill sets and backgrounds and hey we're both doing engineering right so that that's that's one consideration there okay and I mean, so obviously you you knew each other, you had this connection, you decided, you know, engineering, we don't love it. This this Instagram thing happens, it, it kind of opens your eyes. Do you think that you always had kind of an entrepreneurial spirit, that you always wanted to go out and start something on your own? Or is it something that you kind of discovered along the way? I probably wasn't as much like that. I mean, I always wanted to kind of do my own thing, but I hadn't really started you know, money in my own things. I, I really wanted to go work in, in aerospace because that was something I was always you know, really interested in. Um, but, you know, Keith, you know, had a lot more of that kind of experience and it was probably probably more of the driving force, I, I would say, in terms of uh, the entrepreneur background and his, his parents. I'm sure he'll tell you a little bit about it, um, but he's definitely has more of that background and I kind of went along, along for the ride in the beginning for sure. Yeah, that's an interesting point. Yeah. Um, my, my dad was a business owner my whole life and, uh, when I was in middle school and then high school, I had this website. It was a forum for graphic designers. And so it was this, <laughs> this, awesome. this bulletin board thing. And my mom told me I had to go get a job one summer, right? And so instead, I opted to sell my website. So, <laughs> and, and so I'm like, I'm like, Mom, how much money do I need to make this summer? She said, 5K, right? And so I sold my website for exactly five grand. And you were and, done. And I told her, and uh, she said, you still have to get a job. Oh, and, man. And that's when I learned life wasn't fair. <laughs> <laughs> but that was my first kind of dip. Do you into, still believe that, though? That life's not fair? Yeah. No, I think I think uh, I think life is very open to what you make of it. Mm -hmm. How about you, Josh? Yeah, it's definitely not fair, um, for, for sure. But I, I don't think it ever will be fair. But you know, ever. But I think, kind of like Keith said, I think you make what you can of it, right? Mm -hmm. And you can improve yourself to to make your life better. I think. Let me ask you: if if it was fair, would do you feel like that would be beneficial or not? Yeah, that's either a, one of you. It's a deep. Philosophical question. Very quick I know. for five minutes in. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think I think naturally people are just different, right? You have people right. with different skill sets. Some people, you know, are leaders. Some people want to help people. It, it, it's just a, everyone's got such different skill sets. So I don't. I, I think I think the differences that everybody has makes things more interesting, right? It makes life way more interesting, and it leads to the diversity of kind of what what the world looks like. So I, I don't really I don't really think that. Um, yeah, I think it's a more interesting world since things are, are different. And it obviously, it would be better if it was fair, but I would, what kind of world would that be, right? It would be totally mm -hmm. different from what we live in. Right, and it's just from your point of view. So I don't want to pigeonhole you. I don't want to trap either of you with that <clears> question. The question isn't for that. It's just more of 
everybody has a different point of view and that's mm-hmm. fine and that's the beauty of why we are human beings right yeah um you know i'm a big uh proponent of my fingerprint is different than yours right that's how if i break into your house they can find me <laughs> if i'm on the record right Don't or or dna which i'm not going to break into the house anybody <laughs> listening but dna is the same thing 99.9 percent of our dna is the same 0.1 percent is different that's how dna has become a powerful tool today so I just want you guys to know I'm not trying to trap you with that question. It's just more of your perspective because I think each I think people can benefit from hearing a different point of view sure. and where people come from. So mm-hmm. how about you, Keith? Yeah, I, I I think that Josh is totally right. I think uh, if you spend your time trying to harness and, and best utilize your own skill sets, then you'll be okay. So mm-hmm. that's that's kind of my perspective on it. I mean, yeah. obviously not everyone's on equal footing. Like, you know, some people are smarter mm-hmm. than others, have different interests. Right. Some people can't make money off their right. interests, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, an artist right. isn't likely going to make as much money as a software developer, but, you know, they have their own value to add to things. Yeah. So, yeah. I, don't, I, I like that. My, my sister, um, you know, she's got uh, five kids, um, two of her own, and then, you know, three additional through marriage. And they call fair is the F word in their house. So, you know, the, when the kids say that's not fair, they're like, no, 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 we don't use the F word in our house. So I think that that, I mean, I think that's a valuable thing to teach is not everybody brings the same thing to the table. Um, but Josh, one of the things you said, you, you talked a little bit about, you know, s- some people are leaders, you know, and some people um, prefer to be in other positions. So as you guys have grown this company, um, you know, from obviously you had your first and we'll get, We'll get back to that. But as you've started Designly and you've grown it, you're, I'm, I'm guessing, you know, you're young, you're young leaders. So how have you guys gone about growing your team and kind of nurturing that team and also working on your own leadership? I think a lot of it is kind of trial by fire a lot of times, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, when we first started, we weren't nearly as experienced as we are now, right? I mean, we've been doing this, what, like five and a half years now almost? Quite a while, yeah. Um, so it's like when we first started, we you know, had no idea what we were doing, We but we you know, had a vision, right? So mm-hmm. we, we executed on that as to the best we could. And, and over time, you get more experience, and it's something that um, you kind of learn through your failures. I actually just wrote a blog post for startups.co um, that kind of talked about you know, applets.com, which is the first company we started. Mm-hmm. And I talked about why you know, why that was a failure, but why it made us better business owners, you know, in the future. And like, why why are we, you know, how do we get to where we were? And it was through all those, you know, learning mistakes, right? Um, What's that quote? That's like, uh, you are, you know, your cumulative knowledge earnings are based on your failures. Mm -hmm. Who was was talking about that the other day? Do you remember? Oh, man, I can't remember. It's a good quote. (laughs) Anyone can remember it. It's okay. You email it to us. We'll put it in the show notes. We'll put it in the show notes. Awesome. Cool. So those of you listening, we're going to get that. Awesome. (laughs) Drop the ball on the assist there. (laughs) Yeah, this is Keith's fault. It's Keith's fault. (laughs) Keith didn't have the assist. So, well, I mean, so Keith, how do you guys work on, you know, building yourselves as leaders? I mean, obviously you're having to go out and you're going to having to grow your team and hire people and lead them. You know, you're fairly young when you're starting out. So, so how are you guys working on yourselves? Yeah. So, you know, like Josh mentioned, you know, a lot of our learning to date has been trial and error. Mm -hmm. Um, And so now that it comes down to a people thing and we're scaling the team as far as humans, that that becomes more serious. Right. Mm -hmm. You don't have the luxury to go and do as much trial by fire Uh, so that we take that very seriously. And we're always trying to improve ourselves and read as many books as humanly possible on management and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. Right. Not managing with a micromanagement, you know, Mm -hmm. deal like a lot of people do. Um, but I, I, we sit and wonder almost weekly, 
when we're going to look back to the year prior and, and not think, wow, we were so dumb for doing X, right? Mm-hmm. When, when does that mentality leave? I'm not sure. <laughs> right, yeah. Every, <laughs> everything we do in the past, like, wow, what, what, were, we what were we thinking? But yeah. but yeah, but it's like, oh, we, we got it now. We're yeah. figure, we have it figured out. But then, you know, next year we'll probably say, wow, that was not really the smartest thing we could do. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, well, you mentioned, so you brought up Applets, your, you know, your first company. Um, so as I was kind of, you know, I read you, there was a great article on you guys and I did a little bit of research on your, on your website. So when I guess, did you realize you needed to really shift your energy away from that and kind of look to do something new and then to go along with that, did you find it hard to let go of that first company? I mean, that was really kind of your baby. That's, that's where you started. So what was that like? Pretty much when the money ran out, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a, that's a great question. Yeah, so to give the listeners some background, they probably aren't going to be as well researched as, as you at this point. Uh, but our first company, you know, Instagram sold to Facebook. We're like, wow, apps are the next thing. We wrote a business plan for this monthly app idea competition. The idea being, we'll get the market research out of the way before we go and spend the time and money to build apps. Right? Users will come onto our site, submit a little condensed business plan, napkin sketch. I wish I wish my phone could do this. Uh, users would upvote and downvote those submissions, and we, the business, would go and build the highest voted concept at the end of each month. Cool. And we'd split the profits with everyone mm-hmm. that helped. So if it was your idea, you get 15% of future revenues. Uh, if, if Josh helped to name it, he gets 5%, etc. Um, so, that, so that was this concept. We ended up raising an investment round for this, uh, which is, is shocking looking back. Um, but really just went all in and took a semester off school, realizing how, you know, big of a deal it is to raise money from folks and not try to blow it. Um, <laughs> and we launched this platform. And so we ran this this website for three years, launched 16 unique apps, you know, all unique products with their own product development problems mm-hmm. and, and target markets and marketing strategies. You know, it's a lot of work for two guys. Uh, but that was kind of the, our first dip into business and also into, you know, software development at scale, one, one app a month. Um, but yeah, letting go of that three years later was was basically when the money when the money uh, ran out. We we launched sixteen apps, ran it for three years. Guess how much revenue we brought in over the course of all three years? Uh, let me guess, zero. <laughs> Better than that? <laughs> I'm just kidding. I I, I mean warm. I've done those things. I'm warm. <laughs> pretty pretty close. Yeah. Yeah. Two hundred dollars. Eighteen hundred dollars. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. That was like what a half a month's rent, right? We, we didn't get our Angry Birds type of payout. <laughs> oh, no. no. <laughs> Isn't that something, man? Yeah. Angry yeah. Birds. Yeah. I know. Angry Birds. Yeah, I know. It's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of interesting. You, you asked like when did we decide to transition from applets to what mm-hmm. we do now, and it's really yeah. been a really slow evolution, actually. Um, you know, when we started applets. We had you know a certain idea in our in our mind of what what it would look like, right? So we you know, started with, um, let's get this big community and drive all these people to download these apps. Because um, kind of the idea was, you know, Keith said, get the market research done. But we also talked about building this user community. And the stat back then was, I think it was 100,000 users. If they downloaded your app in a day, yeah, mm-hmm. you would be in the top 100 right. charts. And then you could organically, you know, sustain that a lot of times. So that was kind of our plan. So we mm-hmm. wanted to, you know, build up that big community. Um, turns out people... You know, when someone wins, not everybody's happy about that. The community wasn't as collaborative as we mm-hmm. had tried to build it to be. Um, all, all this kind of stuff. So o- over time, we slowly shifted. You know how the how the company worked, right? And so we started offering services. So like maybe we'll help you like make a better idea that can you know get more traction by itself. We did a lot more time focusing on the idea and less of the community. And you know, it, it over time, it slowly evolved into well, you know, I think it helps to 
the, the competition to have nice graphic designs, right? So we started bringing in graphic designers for the ideas that made it to the kind of last phase of voting. Mm -hmm. um, so we started, you know, sharpening up our chops with graphic design. And, you know, we, we kind of slowly improved all those skills until people started asking us to build apps for them because they didn't want to put it in the competition. So, you know, mm -hmm. if you don't, if you have an idea that you think is going to be the next big thing, why are you going to post it on this website right. where someone can right. go poach it, right? Mm -hmm. Yep. Right. So yep. that's kind of where we started getting our first clients from before Designly was Designly. So when Applets was building apps and we were doing it, you know, on the cheap and it was, they weren't, you know, they were, they were good. We were using our network of developers that we have, but it wasn't something that, um, you know, it, it's, it's gone a long way since then. So. What's interesting is, you know, you brought up, you know, this part, it's, it's kind of, you know, it's your baby and letting that go. What, what happened to you emotionally? Like this is because there are a lot of young entrepreneurs out there that want to do something. So they're like you. And we, we just did an intro earlier today recordings, you know, in, for another episode. And in that intro, we talked about how most people think, oh yeah, young professionals, they just want to start their own business. Not true. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's not true. Right. But you guys are actually a very, you know, smaller pocket mm -hmm. of young professionals. But when you had to give that up, now I know what it's like for me. I've started a lot of things, you know, in my life. And then, you know, they were great. And I learned, like what you said, you know, you fail forward. You guys have failed forward. Mm -hmm. You learned how to say, and it wasn't a failure. So was it really a failure if you can move forward? No, yeah. it wasn't. So you collect that information. And so even at 1800 bucks, right, that's not a failure, you know, it showed that, hey, something worked, right? Now you got to go find and get your evidence, you know. So theory is one thing, evidence is another. So you guys were able to take the theory and know that theory part, we got what we need, which is our evidence, to move on to the next thing. And a lot of that came through the interaction that you were able to, I uh, say, accidentally on purpose, discover. Right. <laughs> right? Yeah. So with that, though, emotionally, like, and mentally, like, how do you – how did you deal with it? And how would you tell others who may be listening to this that would say, you know, you know, they, maybe they, they're just like, you know, damn, I'm going to go back up in the bonus room or in the basement of you know, somebody's house because this didn't work. Right. Mm -hmm. How do you how could you encourage them? Share your story emotionally, mentally. What did you do for yourself to take the next step without seeing what you saw, you know, what you thought would happen over here, your original intent, but then move that into now what? is maybe the, you know, the better version of the original intent. But how can you help others? Yeah, it's actually, that's an interesting point because we probably held on, we've talked about this a lot, we probably held on a year longer than we had to after the evidence was in that the shotgun approach to the app industry is not the way to go, <laughs> right? Two guys are not going to monetize a platform if they're trying to launch one thing a month. There's not enough attention given to any one product, right? That's the mm -hmm. fatal flaw. Um, so we probably held on a year longer than we had to just because it sucked so bad thinking about shutting something down that had an investment round and had all of this, like countless, I cannot even explain to you how many man hours of time input mm -hmm. uh, from, from both of us to, to make it happen, right? Because you're looking at this web platform and also all of these different products that we believed in as well. Um, so that, that part was, was really hard and really, really, you know, it, it took a long time to come about to that decision. But that being said, we were also at this kind of critical point in our lives because I was graduating college, Josh had dropped out of college, and now it's like, okay, we have to eat more than ramen noodles, right? Mm -hmm. And so 
by by it was kind of perfect happenstance that paying customers did start coming through the door saying, "Hey, you guys have these skills. Let me pay you to to build my thing, and we could do that." And so that kind of helped that transition, right? Because we were still applying that creativity. We could still make great products, but we were getting paid to do so. And Designly, if if Designly wasn't that natural transition at that point, it, I probably would have better advice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it really was a natural tra- transition. It was it was it's a really organic story because we we started with one thing and just slowly over time it became what it is today and even designly has been evolving as a business for the last you know what three years there's some overlap in between when designly and applets was running um but yeah it's definitely it's been even designly has been its own evolution which is kind of interesting so we we don't really know where it's gonna we're gonna take us in the next few years but it's you know it that business itself is always changing too so and it's always getting better, and we're learning things from from all of our experiences with that too. So mm-hmm. it's kind of a it's kind of a, a fun thing to fun ride to go on. Yeah. So I, I'm I'm a little bit curious about um, so you're you know you're coming out of college and you have this sort of natural evolution going into this new thing where you're designing these these custom apps and you know working on different software. So. You know, I, I'm, my assumption is that probably a lot of your clients were older than you. And I know as someone, I went into a management training program out of college because I, I you know, got a great degree from Notre Dame in theater. Um, and so I ended up going <laughs> into banking because I was like, hey, I have like 70,000 in loans I have to pay. Um, but I was in a position where, you know, I was 26 years old and I was managing a branch that had, you know, almost $100 million in deposits. Mm. So I'd have people come in and they would literally ask me, so how old are you? Um, because they were very much my senior and were concerned about putting, you know, necessarily their trust in me, you know, here's a check for this amount of money. Right. Yeah. So how did, I mean, how did you guys overcome that? Or did you have any instances where you had kind of a difficult interaction with maybe people who were your senior, you know, how, how did you navigate that? I don't know. Do we, I, I don't think I really experienced much of that. We probably did at some points. Well, I think software development is is thankfully by nature super different than banking, right? Yes. Of all things, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, Very different. Yeah. So 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 you in this industry you see the older demographic looking at us, needing you, know, you. Ask, mm-hmm. asking for advice. Right. Like, what do you think? You mm-hmm. know, how will you build this for me? Right? Because they literally have no clue. And sure. Very different than stashing away your 100 million bucks. Right. right. Well, it's also <laughs> kind of the reverse thing happens, right? Mm-hmm. You see, you know, there's a lot of young people in software. And there's, you know, people see an you know, older person who's a developer. They, they that's almost like that's a negative true. connotation, which is, yeah. which Good is, point. which is, which is honestly, you know, kind of ridiculous because a lot of these older developers are super experienced and there's a, they have a lot of, a lot of knowledge, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, that's just a weird connotation there. Um, yeah. It's it's reversed, I would think, for most yeah. industries actually. It's kind of like you hear these stories about people in, you know, Silicon Valley. And they go to you know job interview with a suit on, and they don't get the job right. because they were too well dressed, right? You mm-hmm. you didn't you weren't hip enough. Yeah, show up show up in a uh, Bob Marley t shirt and some flip flops. Yeah, some exactly. Jeans yeah. Yep. You're and, hired and know the language, and you're good. Yeah. <laughs> At fifteen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And you're like, and I went to school. Let me see. <laughs> this, is, this is a bummer if you think about it. Right. Right. <laughs> well, the and I think what she's saying is, and so even though it was different, though. From a client side, right? When you're working with them, do they easily yield to you when you're developing? I mean, you know, I mean, maybe a person that knows. Okay, so there's in a business like in you know Megan and I, we've worked in marketing. Um, I've I've been in manufacturing years mm-hmm. ago, 
Then I did marketing, advertising. I've done leadership forever. And and that's what she and I, we have a company called Uphill Strategies where we literally do leadership development and we work with some high-end people. Like these are top. But, you know, here's Megan coming in. She carries herself not like she's younger than them. She carries herself with what she has, right? Mm -hmm. But that doesn't guarantee that she's not going to get some resistance. Like, you know, hey, I got a billion-dollar company and you don't. She's welcome because of what she brings to the table. But you may have someone adjacent to that leader who's we're going to have to engage in that doesn't offer that. How do you help people say, look, it's basically that don't let someone despise your youth. How do you show up if you have resistance from someone who may not be the person that says, I know I need you, but someone who says, who do you think you are? Yeah, yeah. So, so uh, it, it's kind of a divided answer because our client base is kind of 50-50 startups mm-hmm. enterprise at this point. We're, okay. We started with entirely startup clients, now we're moving into big business, right? Um, so on the startup clients, they kind of value our uh, feedback and our, our ideas on their product. However, if anyone here was a startup expert, we would be running Facebook and not yeah talking now, right? <laughs> right so so for that reason we definitely are very conscious of not shoving our ideas down their throats mm-hmm. right we're, we're collaborative with them and they're very receptive of said collaboration on the enterprise side as we get into that you know it, that's a that's a very interesting point and a great one you know we have these these sessions that we have to kind of craft our solution for how custom software can fit into that existing business model and the whole quote-unquote digital transformation thing right mm-hmm. update your business model to the modern age with software. Um, and that requires buy-in from all sorts of different folks in the company, right? All sorts of different decision makers. And so that's that's something that we always struggle with, but but that's kind of the cool thing about software too, is you have to consider all these different user types. You know, you have an admin logging in, you have a you have a buyer, a seller. And so we can kind of take their quote unquote user story of how they're gonna interact with this software product. They feel valued because we're honestly listening to how they do things now and how they could do things in the future once our app or our web app is implemented. Um, but also offer our expertise of how this thing could be crafted and then go and manage the design and implementation of that, of that solution. So I think people respect your expertise too. I mean, if, if you aren't confident in what you bring to the table, that's obviously going to let people kind of walk over you a little bit. Mm-hmm. But if you know, if you, if you are really well researched, um, and have a lot of knowledge on a certain subject, it's hard for someone to really walk over you, right? Um, you can't really argue with facts or best practices. Um, otherwise, you just kind of, you know, you look ridiculous, right? So um, I think being armed with, with knowledge is always a really good way to kind of, you know, counteract that type of mentality. I like that. I, yes. I mean, I just, is that, mm-hmm. that confidence, facts, and, you know, best practices. I think that's really, really good. One key component, what about the communication? What about how to communicate? Like, you know what I mean? Like over communicate. Yeah, <laughs> there you that's, go. That's what we do. That's our motto. Yeah, mm-hmm. over communicate. So, like, yeah, that's me. My, my, I'm the same way. Just so you know, even though you know I'm in a whole different generation of, you know, age, but I'm one of those. Tell me when to stop. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I will tell you in a business relationship. I'm going to give you more than you probably need. Stop me when you once you know. And my whole point is though, I want to get better and better. At, you know, getting it down to the salient points. Mm-hmm. But until then, I'm going to communicate until you stop me. You know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah, for sure. Not stop me because I'm wrong. Stop me because you have it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Is, that what, is that what I'm understanding from you, know, you as well? Yeah, one of our, one of our company values is um, you know, attentiveness as a priority. 
because oh, it's great. We think you know a lot of software developers, um, you know, they're they're fo so focused on you know building this piece of software, they kind of forget mm -hmm. about you know who are they building it for, right? You have a client that is spending a lot of money on something, and they want to know what's happening with it, right? Too often, a lot of development companies have this like black box of you don't know what's what's going on, yeah. right? So we do we, we try to be as you know um, responsive and attentive. To that client's needs as possible so you know it's always better to answer an email in a couple hours than it is you know the next day right mm -hmm. so I, I think people really respect and appreciate someone who you know makes them feel like what what you're doing for them is really important um so that's that's kind of something that we really you know pride ourselves on is you know, always being really really accessible josh has a hard job too because most of what he does is is client education right they've never mm -hmm. approached a custom software project before so they don't know the terminology they don't know best practices and so he's mm -hmm. over communicative but also you know trying to guide them through the process well and one of the things too i think with software development and i was actually just going to ask that about the education piece mm -hmm. is i think that a lot of times you know people don't realize certain things about software when they're going in. So they know like, I need an app or I need software, but you get into the project and now it's like, okay, let me explain to you about bugs. And it's an ongoing thing and it requires maintenance. So uh, have you ever had any challenges once you get to kind of that point in the project with helping to educate your clients around that? Yeah, I have a book, you know, this big yeah. <laughs> to show you of all the. For all those of you who are listening, that's like ten inches. It's like ten to twelve inches Quite thick. Big. Uh, yeah, <laughs> mass, lots of volumes, probably. Yeah. yeah. No, it's yeah. There's there's been a lot of times where we've where we've had to you know, gotten partway through a project and you know the clients like well you know ask, ask a question something that might happen in a future phase or mm -hmm. maybe we're we've even had it to a point once where we were developing something for. For Keith might want to tell the story. I don't know. I don't know much we should say about it. We, we were we were building. You, you want to tell it? Or, okay. Yeah. You were dealing with them on that one. So essentially, we were building uh, an iPhone app for somebody. Signed the contract. Talked to him. Like, yeah, we're going to build this iPhone iPhone application. It's going to do this, this, and this. You can use it on your you know, iPhone. I think this is like iPhone 5s was like the top of the line phone mm -hmm. then. Maybe it was even before that. I don't remember. Um, but we started building this application. We had our first deliverable. The first milestone was done. We we designed it. We we had you know the first I think it was a four milestone project. Maybe I don't I have no idea. Um, but we had the first milestone done, and we sent out our first build over over test flight. And we sent this app, and the person was like, um, "Yeah, I can't get this on my my phone. Like, what's wrong?" Correction. She, they said it doesn't work on my cricket. Right, oh. we're, we're like, oh wait, it's that's oh not that's not something that you know <laughs> that's really right. gonna work. I mean, yeah. th th that's an Android phone. <laughs> so at that point, we were like, wow, that's you know, we really we you know that's not that's not their fault, right? That's mm -hmm. that's probably our fault in the end is that we didn't you know, we didn't assume that you know some people don't know the difference between iPhone and Android, right? So that that's pretty Learning crazy. Moment. But 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 and that's and that's kind of Josh mentioned designly evolving and 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 whatnot as a company. That's kind of what we've come to realize. It, it, it's 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 hard to figure out how much of that you need to bake into your process versus mm -hmm. what's a one-time occurrence. And right? that's that, an that extreme has, example. That hasn't happened right? since. But every every single client that comes in, are you going to show them a physical iPhone and Android device before you kick off your project? Probably not. They'll find that offensive. Mm -hmm. Yeah. People, right? Don't right. insult so, my so intelligence. It's right. Tough. Yeah. It's. it's it's like picking and choosing, and that's like an extreme example, right? That's that's <laughs> I, I took like the most like crazy example. Usually, yeah. it's something small. Now, like. now I had to put my cricket phone up. 
Hold on a second. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. I don't have a crave. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh I would, so um, what would you say, if you could give me three things that you feel are vital and, and important, not just in your professional world, in your personal life, so attributes, qualities. What are three things that matter most to each of you? Like, if you're going to say when it comes to relating with people, like just the world, connecting with people, stuff like that. What are three attributes that are important to you that you not only want to possess yourself, but you look for in others? I'll start. I, okay. only, ha- I only have one because I'm a very simple man. <laughs> okay, that's fine. <laughs> so especially when it comes to entrepreneurship and, and starting businesses and, and having dreams and all these things that young professionals listening to this will mm-hmm. care about, the only thing, the, the main, not the only thing, but the main thing that I always preach to people is consistency. Mm. right so there's a lot of people that have their flash in the pan idea and they give it they give it a month and they think it'll be a a quick home run and that never happens Mm -hmm. right designly is here now because we ran applets for three years and then designly for another you know two on top of that so consistency of pursuing what your dreams are consistency of of hard work ethic you know consistency kind of loops back to any other quality that you might list in that list of three okay Mm -hmm. cool uh yeah that's, that's definitely true i wholeheartedly agree with that um, so that's one for you as well. Nice. Well, we might we might be sharing a lot of these because we, <laughs> okay. we we spent a lot of time talking about this. No, kind that's of stuff. fine. Um, we talked about communication, right? Right. That, we actually have a we have a, a binder full of our all our company company values. We call it the the book of stuff. But <laughs> inside the inside the book of stuff, we have you know our our goals as founders, our goals as a company, you know financial goals, you know what you know how do we treat clients, all that kind of stuff, right? So we have we have a you know it's probably. It's a it's a young book and it's growing. It's probably about what ten pages now. Yeah. Um. So communication is one of those. That's super super important. So anyone we look to hire, we want to make sure they're great communicators. And if you think about it, like you live in a world where social media is huge, um, but a lot of the communication is you know over 140 characters, right? You can't. It's mm-hmm. not. You're not gonna get uh, any real meaning behind that. And I think most people are used to communicating that way. So finding someone who's not afraid to pick up the phone and call somebody. Um, or really explain what's going on and being, you know, not only, not only a like a really detailed communicator, but also being quick about it. That, that's really important. That's that's mm-hmm. a huge thing. I think that a lot of people don't really don't really possess, but it's a really important skill for entrepreneurs. I think because um, you're going to be the voice of your company too. Mm-hmm. So if you can't talk about what your company does or what you do personally, that's that's a right. huge downside. And that's, I mean, that's good for life. Consistency. Mm-hmm. You know, so whether it's business or life. You know, I'm one of the I'm a firm believer in be one guy, not two, you know, you know, not four. You know, mm-hmm. you can't be too many people. You can the best person you can be is the one and get that and get it clear and live that person. So consistency, communication. Is there a third you think could could do you think I could bring up a third one that might be good? Um, yeah. So let me think about that for a second. We, in, the, we, in the book of stuff, there's uh, there's. I like that. The book of stuff. I want a book of stuff. Can you guys like, how about you guys make us a book of stuff? stuff. Like blank pages though. Let us fill it out. And just, yeah. And just a book of stuff and load it up with lots of pages. Yeah. I want a book of stuff now. I want to go and I want to bring someone into a room and go, have you seen, you know, like I grew up with Hong Kong Fooey. He had the Hong Kong Fooey book of Kung Fu. I don't know if you guys. Yeah. I don't no know. One, no, awesome. no one is. But go look him up, dude. Where, where he one? would reach in and he would pull that book out. <laughs> so go look up on the internet. You can find it on Google. Hong Kong Fooey. 
But I want to show here the book of Kung Fu. I want to go, this is my book of stuff. See, you guys have the equivalent to me when I was growing up of, of the cartoon that I could not live without of the book of Kung Fu. Next to it would have to be the book of stuff. We straight up ripped that title from a, one of our mentors. Too. Don't say, don't, no, 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 we we no, yeah. <laughs> no, 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 don't. I wouldn't, I wouldn't say that because you, you, you learn. <laughs> no, but it sounded too good. <laughs> well, I, I, well, you learn from people that are, you know, know. that have been there before, yeah. right? So that's, I, I think that's, you know, yeah, sure, it's I a straight that. rip, but <laughs> it, it's also very genuine, right? It's and a straight rip that you've now evolved. Yes, yes. it is, it is, and right? I think it's really important. But <laughs> it, one of those values that we that we have in there too is continued self learning. There um, we go. That's super important because you're in a world that's just evolving so C's. rapidly, mm-hmm. right? It's evolving so rapidly that if you don't stay relevant and keep learning, you're going to be, especially in tech, right? Yeah, tech is one of these things where you know new technologies come out, you know, every day. Um, yeah, I was talking to some guy who's a who's an expert. Well, he, it wasn't the guy who was the expert in it, but he was talking about his friend who's an expert in Amazon Web Services. Mm-hmm. Spends two hours a day reading the patch notes for <laughs> for Sounds Amazon because um, there's so many services, right? Mm-hmm. But it takes a lot to stay you know educated on that stuff, mm-hmm. and that's not that's not something I could personally do. But I think it kind of shows that you really got to be on top of your game to be an expert in something. And if you don't, you fade into irrelevance. Mm-hmm. Is that what you were going to go into as well? That's that's well, that's three C's, man. They have the three C's. So consistent. So it's consistency, right? So consistency, communication, and continual learning. Is that the way? Yeah, community. You can throw community too, right? Yeah. So it's C C C L or something like that. Something like that. Yeah, we're gonna. So those of you who are tracking all that, you guys can know it better than us. But I think it's three C's. I kind of like. I'm one of those. I like it simple. It works. It works. Three P's. You know, four R's. We're good. You know. One more comment on the book of stuff, real fast. Yeah. Because I think probably 99% of businesses out there are lacking clarity of vision. Right. So that's why that exists. And another C, by the way. Clarity. 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 It's four C's. Can we put, can we put community in there, maybe? Community? Coding. There you go. Coding. coding. That's five. <laughs> coding. Yeah, we're going to add coding, right? No. no, we'll do so. We got five C's. Yeah. Look at perfect. that. That's five, dude. You guys need to... That's that's not in your book of stuff? No, it it's is now. probably off of <laughs> <laughs> Let me, let me take out today. my phone and add it in here. Okay. <laughs> oh, my gosh. No, I mean, so we... I mean, I think we've just really enjoyed the conversation with you guys today. Thanks for having a little bit of fun with us and, you know, and sharing um, some of those those great things i think that we could you know we could probably continue to talk uh but i think we'll we'll need to need to wrap it up so um it would be great if you guys could let us know where our listeners could find you absolutely so our home on the web is designly.co that's the word design li.co because everyone and their mother can't spell that <laughs> um, and Keith at designly.co, Joshua at designly.co. You can feel free to reach out to us directly. Always happy to chat with anybody. Hey, and I just want to let you know, .co, for those of you who are listening, like eight years ago, I started buying .co's because of .com. <laughs> you know, and people thought, that's so stupid. We even had someone in We Know that was like, you know, you probably should look at a .com. <laughs> and... I'm like, like you don't know that yeah. .co, there's a reason. Mm-hmm. Try to go find half the things you want to find on .com, and some dude in some other country owns that. Mm-hmm. And it's like, sure, you can have it. $25,000. But .co is, yeah. you know, yeah. I mean, there's re- so anyways, I like your .co. 
I appreciate that. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, man. Uh, yeah, everything is .co for me. Everything. Yeah. And I have to say .co, not what? .com. Have not you had to say com. that to people? Every day. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because you're like, you left off an M. I'm like, no, yeah. I, I didn't. Some government websites don't let you put .co in. Isn't that crazy? Huh. It's insane. Yep. That's crazy. That's well, listen, um, we're, we're man, you guys are great. So Keith, Joshua, uh, we've appreciated this. We're going to push people to you. Um, and we hope that they'll engage you. And, and I think they're going to want to probably get to know you as well, you know, just as people. As mm-hmm. just what, you know, they may not even say, I don't need any of this stuff, but mm-hmm. I like these guys. So we do have people that just want to know who you are. So just in case somebody sends you an email and says, hey, <laughs> you know, I'm in Greenville too. You guys want to meet at... You know, blah blah. So just be ready. We always take people out to coffee, so that's the that's the best Did, way to, I didn't to get, meet did us. You yeah. get an invitation? Well, actually, Sean, who works with them, he took me out to coffee Ooh. before. But actually, remember because he knew about he heard about uphill conversations, Sean, our original. Okay, so all right, that's cool. So it's all coming together. Yeah, it's coming together. All right, I love coffee, and I didn't get an invite, <laughs> so I'm not Hit I'm not up. I'm not hurt. I'm just wounded. <laughs> so this has been another episode of. UCYP. We've been having a great time with with Keith and Josh from Designly, and please check them out. And um, hey, all of you that are out there, there's nothing that you cannot do. Just dig in, dig deep, and be the bridge. Communicate effectively with clarity and specificity, and most importantly, you can lead. Take care. <laughs>